What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Crew Sports Pod. I'm Michael Akeem, as always, joined by Vito Patel. And we got a lot of sports to talk about. The World Cup has started. A lot of great things happening there. NFL's in midseason. But as always, we start with college football. We got rivalry week coming up, Vito. Uh, my favorite weekend in college football. Uh, just because all rivalry games, I feel like, are a little more close. They play with more passion. And most importantly, there's some really good rivalries in college football. Rivalry weekend will be the last college football weekend until the conference championship. So only two more games. That means only two more college playoff rankings. Um, not too much different in the top 10 from last week to this week. Just Tennessee with their crushing loss to South Carolina drops from 5 to 10. I think everyone else stayed the same. TCU and Michigan both, though, were in close games. But they both stay in their same spots in the top four. But a lot of chaos left with rivalry weekend coming up next week. So two and three, Ohio State and Michigan got to play. Number six got to play number 15, Notre Dame. Number nine, Oregon has to play number 21, Oregon State. Um, And then in the conference championship weekend, LSU, Georgia got to play. TCU is going to be playing probably Kansas State. And then eight in the ACC, you got North Carolina and Clemson going to be playing. So... A lot left. A lot of scenarios can play out. Honestly, this is crazy because I don't really see any team being a lock. Maybe Georgia. Maybe Georgia's I think Georgia is. Okay. But outside of Georgia, is anyone really lock? Especially since Michigan uh, State play each other and a lot of other ranked matches just happening left and right. Uh, There's so much chaos. Anything could happen right now. I think the easiest way to go through this is start with the scenarios for, like, number one. Georgia. I think Georgia just wins out. Georgia's got Georgia Tech that are winning, and then LSU in the conference in the SEC championship. I think Georgia just wins out. I think yeah, I think Georgia is a much better team than LSU. But again, because there's chaos, if there is chaos, if LSU does beat Georgia and LSU's at five, I think both those teams get in. Jeez, because <laughs> I, I, I was prepared say- to talk chaos, but that's that's I wasn't even ready for that. <laughs> that's I wasn't even thinking that. Because if you have two SEC teams getting in, and I still think it's possible. So if Ohio State and Michigan play a close game, can you really knock out Michigan for losing on the road at Ohio? I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume that Ohio State wins this one. Still kind of bold to say that. But if Michigan plays close on the road in Columbus, is it fair to knock out Michigan for having a one loss to a really good Ohio State yes. team? <laughs> I guess. Because uh, I still think that's... Because like, who has Michigan beat? Yeah, this is what makes me upset about some of these rankings because their best win is against Penn State, which I guess Penn State is 11, but why is Penn State 11? And I still don't understand that today. Yeah, who has Penn State beat? Penn State has beat mm, no one, right? Not a single ranked win, no. Which, to have zero rank wins and two losses. And the thing is, and the two losses to Michigan and Ohio State, which I guess are expected since they're two and three, but they weren't close like they were yeah they were kind of close with or they were up at one point against michigan and then michigan in the second half just pulled away uh they were kind of close with ohio state but ohio state again pulled away both of those ended up being two score games or more absolutely yeah no they were two score games and uh and honestly like two score games isn't that close considering both of them are rivalry conference games like yeah even like <laughs> even illinois kept michigan much closer you know what i mean like yeah, no, so loser of Michigan-Ohio State is out, I think. Okay. Because they don't have good enough... Well, Michigan especially doesn't have anyone. Ohio State at least has 
I mean, they beat Notre Dame. And I think, do they have any other good wins? But whoever wins that is winning the Big Ten. I think they're in. Yeah. I guess Ohio State just has another name to flex on. But, like, that's the only thing they have over uh, Michigan. Uh, but yeah, so I think loser of that is out. You got to be out. Yeah. TCU. T- so TCU, if they went out, yeah, I think they deserve it. But I still am not convinced that they're a good team. Uh, and they almost lost this weekend. So let's see. Yeah, but if they went out, I don't think you can take them out. But if they lose to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship, who I think is who they'll play, uh, they're out too. Yeah, they, they don't survive. Uh, LSU, we're just going to assume that they lose to Georgia. USC is interesting. So they're out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> USC is losing next week. Notre Dame, they're out. So you know what this leaves you at? You know who the next highest uh, ranked team now is? If Michigan loses... I think TCU loses. I think LSU loses, and I think uh, USC loses. Bama? Because no, Bama came all the way back. No, we can't re. I thought they were out. I thought LSU knocked them out. But yeah, you're right. Uh, they are the next highest. Assuming that at least three of these teams lose, but there is Clemson, who you know can make a little resume boost at the end of the season with a North Carolina win, and they still have to beat South Carolina, which apparently isn't that easy to beat. Yeah, that's true. I because I think Clemson wins out, wins the the ACC championship against North Carolina. So I think they would jump Bama. Actually. Yeah, I think so too. Wow, Clemson is alive and well in terms of playoffs. There's still a realistic chance that Notre Dame will. I I mean I think we'll be USC, but we could have played two teams that made the playoffs and three near six teams, which we kind of knew coming into the season that those would be the three challenges. But. You know, that Notre Dame-USC uh, game is super exciting, by the way, because, uh, I mean, one, it's a rivalry, but two, like, uh, it's one of the best defenses in the country uh, as of late versus one of the best offenses. And Notre Dame has a lot of, uh, like, momentum. They have not lost a November game. This is crazy. I didn't know this. Uh, since their 2017 loss at Stanford, they have not lost a game in November in five years. Uh, I don't want to jinx this here. They've also not lost the USC since... 2016, the 4-8 season. And we're pretty good on the road this year. Yeah, and we're pretty good on the road this year. And we won our last four games that we were underdogs. We uh, hit the spread in the last three games that we were underdogs. We straight up won, which were underdogs again. Um, and it's uh, some big things. Uh, assuming that we don't make the playoffs, which <laughs> there's still a less than 1% chance, I think a lot more chaos has to happen. Assuming we don't make the playoffs, this is probably the last game that we see Foskey, who's the all-time all-time Notre Dame leader in sacks play. Uh the the Admiola twins, uh Patterson and Mayer uh all play. So it's a it's like the Super Bowl for Notre Dame, which is why I think they're gonna win. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. Uh the thing that'll be crazy. If Notre Dame wins this weekend, well, I think that knocks USC out of the playoffs. Um, but you would have a win over USC, who will be a top 10 probably still i think you have a win over clemson who i think they went out and okay i think clemson might make the playoffs so you have a win over a top 10 team a playoff team um north carolina might drop with a loss but like what a schedule yeah insane schedule and you're playing both teams regardless of the acc champ you have a win over <laughs> uh regardless of what happens and likely and well, well not likely but if they win against usc Probably over the Pac-12 champ. Probably over the Pac-12 champ. And kept it relatively close against... Could have, and kept it close with the Big Ten champ. Yeah. Just insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. If they they went undefeated this year, which, like, uh, we didn't even come close. Or maybe not even undefeated. If we beat Ohio State, they could have beat three conference champions in one year. 
That would have been insane. That would have been the best. That would have been like LSU uh, 2019 level when you talk about how much success they saw. Yeah. No, but, well, yeah, we didn't do that, though, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. dominated the ACC, though. Yeah, which we have been doing, which is crazy. But dominated the ACC, and I don't know. We can't say it too before it's actually happened, but I think like a lot of fans are underlooking Notre Dame because they think Clemson's overrated. Like I think Clemson's a more well-rounded team than USC is because USC sucks at defense. Did you watch the USC UCLA game? Yeah, I mean both teams were just moving down the field, but Caleb yeah. Williams had 500 yards. So like, yeah, he's definitely really really good. I think he's hot right now. He's definitely better than uh DJ right now, or just in general. Oh, definitely. But definitely. to be fair, uh, USC hasn't played a defense in the top 50, let alone like. Oh jeez, I did not know that. Yeah, what? I saw that stat. Yeah, that's the top yeah, half. They have... How they play all these big programs? How do none of them have a defense in the top half of college football? <laughs> yeah, I guess Pac-12 just has to do defense, right? I mean, I knew they didn't do defense, but not one of them is like top fifty. Yeah, I guess I think Oregon's defense is decent, but they haven't played Oregon yet. But so it's just who they've played so far. Yeah, they haven't played a top fifty defense, and uh, yeah, Nordim, I think they're ranked number fifteen. Uh, which is still low-key a conservative number because uh, I think our defense has gotten better every week. So let's see how they face up to the fair of this. I mean, that's kind of what Ohio State kind of saw against the Notre Dame defense. Uh, they definitely looked a little worse than they have looked every other game. But Ben Morrison is insane. He got three interceptions against uh, Boston College and two against uh, Clemson. Like five interceptions. Like he's, Isn't he a freshman? He's a true freshman, yeah. The boy's like 18 or 19 years old. 50. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, could be the he's best. He's having the time of his life out there. Yeah. And this pass rush, oh, man. And I'm excited for that game, but besides the point. uh, Okay, I got a question for you. Predict now, Who who's your four? Who do you think are the four that are going to be in the playoffs? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, I gotta go Georgia, Ohio State. Okay. Uh, gonna go. Now it's dang, now it's after here it gets hard. I'll say, yeah. Georgia, Ohio State are my first two as well. Uh, my last two are not in the playoffs right now. They're not in the top six right now. <laughs> Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson. Okay, that's my third two. And then Michigan, I guess. I'm going Oregon. Wow, I can see that actually. But a two-loss Oregon team or a one-loss Michigan team? I guess we, we'd like to see the conference champion get in, though. That's fair. Yeah. this I think this is the most chaotic playoffs I've ever seen. Or, no, no, actually, actually I'm going to go USC. Because I think USC loses this week. There's still two losses. Then do they still get in? Their two losses would be better than Oregon. Maybe actually, Oregon TCU. two losses are pretty good, considering one of their losses was to uh, Georgia. Does TCU and one loss get in? I don't think so. They just... I think the fourth is going to be TCU with one loss. I think it comes down to, so Clemson's my third as well. And then my fourth is going to come down to TCU, who I think will have a loss, USC or Oregon, whoever wins the Pac-12. Wow. And they both will have two losses, I think. This is the most chaotic playoff years by far, I think. Because I like that 2019 team that like Joe Burrow and LSU won, there's three undefeated teams in that. Like, just that just didn't lose at all. This year, there, there can't be three undefeated teams, first of all. Actually, I guess there could be. Yeah, TC. There could be. But this year, there's a, I think there's a real chance for a two-loss team. I think, yeah, the first-hour two-loss team could get in this year. There's three different two-loss teams that I think that could make it in as right now, which would be LSU, uh, Bama, or uh, 
Oregon. Actually, four, honestly. See, I think Southern California. Like, USC is not knocked out with a loss. Okay, I'm going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, yeah. USC. Georgia, okay. I'm going to go Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Michigan. I just think they're going to pick a one-loss Michigan. Wow, we really disrespected TCU. <laughs> we just the thing all DT has to do is win out, and they don't even have that big of a child left for the schedule. But I still just am not sold on TCU. And we still just disrespected them. Yeah, <laughs> they actually have the easiest path because Georgia and Ohio State both have a top five matchup. <laughs> and we said no questions asked. Those two. Are I mean, TCU's got to play like Kansas State probably, so twelfth. Yeah, but like top five matchup. Yeah, that's like equivalent. <laughs> yeah, yes. The difference between Georgia and LSU is equal, if not greater, than the difference between TCU and Kansas State. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe maybe Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, Clemson. Okay, so we're not gonna we're not gonna do the TCU disrespect on your end. I'm still gonna keep the blatant TCU. <laughs> I'm still gonna keep the TCU disrespect up. I still think they're frauds. They have two games to prove me wrong, but I think in about two weeks' time, we're, we're going to be talking about how TCU could have gotten so close. That is true. Heck, I'm not even 100%, and this is really disrespectful, but I'm not even 100% convinced that they beat Iowa State this weekend. Four and seven Iowa State, that is. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, their last week was pretty close. Close. Really close, yeah. They've they've won, look at their schedule. They've won their last seven games by 10 points or less. And gave them close. <laughs> I mean, a win is a win, but come on now. The only team that seems like they're pretty good at beating by a lot was Oklahoma. Everyone else, they kind of they had a close game. Double overtime against Oklahoma State. Kansas State, the first one was a 10-point win. I think it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So they, they did, I mean, they handled um, Kansas State earlier, so. Regardless, actually. Uh, any of the Big Twelve championship results, they're gonna have to play a actually have a rematch with either Texas or Kansas State, and I don't think I'd want to play either of those teams again after a close I mean, win. Kansas State plays Kansas this week, so that's why I, I assumed they'll just win that and get to the championship. Yeah, that's fair actually. Exciting stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think Clemson finds a way to sneak in there. All right. Well, I guess this will be easier to talk about. Maybe after next week, well, after next week, Ohio State or Michigan, I think, will be kicked out. And maybe we'll see what happens with USC and Oregon. A lot of chaos left, definitely. We have many top-ranked matchups. Excited. Yeah, all right. So moving on to some NFL. We got Thanksgiving football this week. I always love Thanksgiving. Football and food doesn't get much better than that. Um, So we'll get right into the pick I won last week, but you are still up overall. So I brought it within one. You got five wins. I got four, and we tied twice. So let's get into this week. I think we got a few differences. Uh, but we'll start with Thanksgiving football. We kick off Buffalo staying in Detroit and playing the actual Detroit team this time. Uh, we both got Buffalo, New York Giants at Dallas. We both got Dallas. New England at Minnesota. I got New England. You got Minnesota. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I I still think Minnesota's frauds, but a home. I they, I think they play really good at home. But I forgot about one thing. Yeah, <laughs> prime, prime time, Kirk. I just yeah. thought about that. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, that's good. Uh, I I took it out there, but <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that and said eight twenty, not one o'clock. That's Lost. ball passes bedtime. <laughs> yeah. 
Prime time in front of the Thanksgiving crowd. Yeah, I. Oh man. And a New England defense that is not very forgiving. No, really good New England defense. It seems like that defense shuts down everybody but Justin Fields. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I went. That's basically the sole reason why I went New England. Um, but after those three probably great games, we go to Sunday. Sunday we start off with Tampa at Cleveland. We both got Tampa. I think Cleveland's just unlucky with their schedule this year. They're not bad for a three-win team. Yeah, they no, they they go on put on a lot of good fights, but they have a lot of talent on their team. That's probably why. Uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee, both got Cincinnati, Houston at Miami, both got Miami, Chicago at New York Jets, we, we both got your Bears. Wow, i surprised you picked them, but I, I you, you just explained before the pod why you picked them, but I'm picking yes. them because I think Wilson sucks, and Bears have been so close, I think they're going to accidentally win one. I don't want them to win because I want to take, but I think they'll win this one. Well, so I picked them for a couple reasons. The first was uh, they averaged... 2.7 inches per play in the second half of last week, which is <laughs> you need a little more than that to get a first down. Yeah. So you get a yard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's only six. That's seven inches per. <laughs> okay, whatever. But the second thing is. <laughs> yeah, but... Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I just, the more I say that, like. Two point seven inches per play. How did you calculate that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, because they only had like they they only had like twelve yards. Oh, they in took the that whole second yeah. half. But like, so if you did that, a team runs what maybe sixty to seventy plays a game, right? So sixty five plays by two point seven inches is that's about that's about fifteen yards of offense in a game. They might have got a first down, a little more than a first down. And then maybe a second wow. one with a penalty or something. Or, oh, if they had a penalty too, though, that would take away their sole first down of the game. Oh, anyway. That's insane. So the second reason <laughs> was, so. you know, last year I saw that guy that predicted the Raiders schedule with a coin flip. And he did pretty good through like, well, actually till about this time of year. So someone did that with the Jets this year, and they've got them all right, and they have them losing this week. So I like it. I like it. That's probably the best way to predict the season anyways. <laughs> For this year, yeah. I mean, we're not that far over 50%, so we might as well be <laughs> yeah. doing that. Moving on, though. Atlanta at Washington. But we both have Washington. That's surprising. I thought that would be a, a tough one. I could see that one going either way. Yeah, Washington's been really good with Heineke, though. Yeah, that's why I like him with Heineke. Yeah, I like Washington with Heineke, so that's why for me. Denver at Carolina. We both agree on Denver winning a game. That should be interesting. That's, yeah, I, I don't know. I hate, I just hate how bad their offense is, but I think their defense is good enough to win this one. Yeah, I think we more both agree on Carolina losing a game. Yeah, exactly. I hate taking yeah. bad teams. Yeah. Baltimore and Jacksonville. We both got Baltimore Chargers at Arizona Cardinals. We both got the LA Chargers. Las Vegas at Seattle. I got Vegas. You got Seattle. I just still think Vegas is is talented and should be winning some games. So that's and Seattle's got like a weaker defense. I think they could they could do something. Yeah, Seattle's got a great quarterback in Cheeto Smith. They wrote about but he did right back. <laughs> yeah, Seattle's been good this year still. Um, moving on with the later afternoon games, LA Rams versus Kansas City Chiefs. 
We both got Kansas City. Um, I think heading into this season, no one expected the line to this game to be over two touchdowns. That's just so unfathomable. I thought this would be like a primetime game, like one of the better games of the year. Super Bowl champs versus Patrick Mahomes. I mean, a couple of years ago, this game was like the best game ever. Oh, my God. I remember that. That was still my favorite game. It was like a similar score to the Bama-Tennessee game. But like that game had offense. And even though it was that high scoring, it had defense because they were and special teams because they had like those pick sixes in that games and special teams touchdowns. So it wasn't like the defenses were bad. Mm hmm. And all kinds oh, of Oh, that game was amazing. Yeah. That's still, I think, I think the best game of recent. And how things have progressed, and now it's a two-touchdown line. Jeez. What's crazy, though, is both teams have won a Super Bowl since that game. Uh, so it's not like, you know, that game was the peak of their existence. That was like the beginning of both of them. It's just, I think the Rams ended pretty fast. Yeah, what's crazier, though, is I low-key might take that line, Kansas City. What? No, I, just, <laughs> I can see I can it. See, I can uh, see it. I would not bet that. I mean, Kansas City beat the 49ers by like three touchdowns this year. I think the 49ers are a way better team than the Rams. Oh, yeah. Even the 49ers before adding Christian McCaffrey. Chiefs are the one seed down the AFC. That's just, yeah, yeah, before McCaffrey, too, by the way. Yeah, I agree with that. But Chiefs have only lost two games. One was a fluky loss to the Colts, and the other was a close loss to, I think, the best team in the NFL right now, anyways, the Bills. So they're pretty. Good team, still. And I, I don't know. I just feel like they've been silently a good team. No one's talking about them. Everyone's talking about the Bills and the Eagles. I told you now people can just stop, <laughs> hop off the Bills. This is the good team. Like I've been saying, like Kansas City is still who you got to beat to get to the Super Bowl yeah. from the AFC. They just stuck their ways up there, yeah. I think it's just expected at this point that they're good. But uh, speaking of San Francisco, New Orleans at San Francisco. We both have San Francisco. And then Sunday Night Football, Green Bay at Philadelphia. We both got Philadelphia. They were close to losing their second game last week. And then if they did, I was like, oh, this is the collapse of, of the Eagles. They're going to be just like the Cardinals. But they, they snuck it out. I still think they're not that as good as people think they are. But I think the Packers are worse. than. I don't think they're... Uh, Eight and one, but I think they're a solid playoff team still. Like they're they're well rounded, offensively and yeah. defensively. And and I didn't think they make it to the NFC talent. Championship game, but right now, honestly, I'm thinking the 49ers might be the best team in the NFC. Agreed. I don't think any of these NFC teams are compared to any of the top three AFC teams because I think Bal- Well, I don't know where Baltimore's ranked. Well, maybe San Francisco. If if San Francisco gets healthy, yeah, they are pretty good on both sides of the ball. But I think Baltimore, Kansas City, and Buffalo are just all better. And yes, I said Baltimore. I think Baltimore's so underrated right now. They're really, really good. I think San Francisco might be better than... But like all of Baltimore's losses, they only had three losses and all those losses, Baltimore had a double-digit lead. Yeah, but that that means they shouldn't have those losses either. How do you give those up? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they should be like 10-0, I think. But Thank you. yeah, I guess Baltimore doesn't have good receivers, though. That's the, their Yeah, weakness. and they their got injuries, too. Like, their receivers, they don't even have receivers, but their, their receivers that they do have are hurt. Yeah, okay, that's fair. The Bengals are pretty hot, and that's even without Jamar. Once Jamar comes back, Bengals might be... Yeah, he could be back as early as this week, too. Yeah, Ugh, all the AFC teams look so scary right now. NFC, like... Bears haven't even been eliminated technically for the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, oh, uh, the Cowboys. Uh, that's what I was going to say. That's a team that is starting to look pretty good. Like, really good. No, nah, I don't think they do anything in the playoffs, though. They're always choked, but I think they realize... Like, exactly. <laughs> but their defense is actually elite, and uh, Pollard is better than Zeke. 
and so getting Pollard involved and back is starting to hit a stride and CD actually has better numbers than or comparable numbers to AJ Brown. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, just a huge note, but uh, talking playoffs in here, I think Cowboys are going to be one of the tougher teams. I think they'll just choke like usual. Or they'll have to play like their division rival, Philly. Yeah, that'll be a tough one. That'll be a cool game. Um, But lastly, the Monday night game, Pittsburgh versus Indy. We both got Indy. They've been looking better with Jeff Saturday, Loki, as a coach. It can't look much worse. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they beat the Vegas. They only lost to one to Philly, and now they play in Pittsburgh. But yeah, actually, wait, that is a good point. Indy might make a comeback in this. Well, they've, uh, they've been looking better, as long as I gotta say. <laughs> they seem better days. Yeah. So late. Um, now, World Cup. We've had, it's Tuesday for us now. So we've had Sunday, Monday, and today. So we have three days of games. Really, Sunday was only one game. So basically, the first two groups have played. We've had four groups play. A and B played. Sunday, Monday, and C and D played today for us Tuesday. So, so far, as expected, uh, not really much as expected besides maybe France dominating. Uh, England looked really good. I guess that was as expected. Um, well, that's about it. Like, unexpected. I thought I would see more out of Netherlands, Senegal. That game was kind of, I ended up 2-0, but it was kind of boring. Well, there's one big unexpected, right? The, the huge unexpected. Well, it was 5 a.m. for us, so I'll be honest. I did not get up to see it because I expected it to be boring, but it ended up being the best game of the tournament so far. Saudi Arabia, yeah. two bangers to beat Argentina, whose only goal was a messy penalty. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. that was. I didn't watch that game live either, but I woke up to a bunch of text messages in my work group chat about that game. And I was like, oh, let me check the school live score. And it was like, at that point, it was actually just 1 1. And then literally, I get right after I put down my phone, I get a couple more messages. I was like, what? What happened? And they scored another in a short notice. I was like, wow, that's nuts. Um, I woke up to like, to see like messages of, of Argentina getting like embarrassed or whatever on Twitter and stuff. And then I was looking, oh, they must have tied or something. Then I opened it up and saw that they flat out lost. I was like, what? And, like, when you open up the game stats and stuff, too, Argentina had the ball. They had a bunch of chances. Um, but but Saudi just converted on their chances. And, I mean, when you sit back like, like Saudi Arabia does, like Iran did against England, um, kind of like Wales was doing in the beginning of that game, when you have the ball and you have a chance to push it into the other team's final third, uh, you got to convert a pretty big number of your chances. And Saudi Arabia had three shots. Two shots on goal for two goals. So they converted pretty much any chance that they got. It's crazy because, like, those do- it really does look dominant uh, for the extra stats. Like, Argentina had possession of the ball for, like, 70% of the game. And uh, I don't know. just They just had 10 offsides. That, like, was killer. <laughs> the new uh, offsides tech is pretty crazy, too. So, like, opening game, Qatar-Ecuador, that first goal that was disallowed, and the Argentina goal that was disallowed. I think they were both offsides. Like, I think they were good calls. Like, when you go back and review and, like, really look, like, super close. But, like, without that assisted tech, there's no way those get called. In that case, there's no way uh, Ar- Argentina loses then, right? If they didn't get called. So, has this new tech 
I mean, I haven't watched Osaka to have an opinion on this, but what do you say? Do you like this, or would you rather the call be made like quicker, or just like? I mean, at the end of the day, it's the right call. So, like, even though it's like millimeters, and there's no way like a person would call that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you basically call that a tie then when they're that close. But I don't know. I think you can't really complain because at the it's just it's the right call still. Yeah, that's true. Like I guess if Big Toe was offside, it's like he's offsides. I guess what the rule is. So. Yeah, yeah, you could make that in real time. I guess that is true. It is enhancing the sport. It is a little better because of it, but it is also like wow the uh, the flare of uh something because Argentina had two goals called back because of offsides, but I don't think one of them was really that close. Uh, but there was one that was like, uh, I mean, I'm for it though. <laughs> it is pretty cool, but yeah. I just didn't see what was before. Um, but yeah, there's some pretty good ones coming up. I oh I as you see the US looked pretty good to start. I did watch some of that game. The U yeah, I saw that game. United States in the first half was a lot better than the US in the second half. I think in that game Wales was was willing to like sit back and just let the US try and attack him and hit him on the counter. Um but then after the US scored, the Wales started pressing more, especially in the second half they came out pressing and trying to get forward more and then once that happened i the u.s just kind of fell apart i mean I, maybe their age showed a little but don't expect england to to sit back and just let you pass it around they're going to be coming trying to take the ball iran when they play them might sit back until you score like and then do what wales did but yeah they they just kind of fell apart when they started getting pressed dang oh man and england looked like a really sharp team when i saw some of their game uh oh yeah they are so deep too it's kind of crazy we didn't even see all their good players well dang uh i'm looking forward to the game against england on friday but hopefully something crazy like today happens again because <laughs> other than that i don't see a win yeah. i mean a tie would probably be really solid for us still looking ahead so i this won't be out till thursday but tomorrow wednesday the group E and F games are crazy. Croatia versus Morocco, I think, is going to be a good game. Germany-Japan, I think, is going to be a good game, even though I think Germany will win that. Spain-Costa Rica, I think, is a pretty comfortable game for Spain. And then Belgium-Canada, I think Belgium still wins, but I think there's going to be some scoring in that game because I think Canada is just fast. Belgium is not very fast in the back, so I think that game is, is going to be fun. I think these four games are going to be good, to, fun to watch tomorrow. Nice. Excited. We'll try to sneak in some uh, watching time at work. <laughs> I will try to watch whatever I can, too. Yeah. Uh, getting up at five is hard. It is. It is. I used to, used to be able to do it. Not anymore. <laughs> I might do it tomorrow, though. I, I want to watch Morocco-Croatia. I think I'm thinking that it will be one that is worth getting up for. I'm I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to watch some uh, the 5 a.m. ones during the weekend. If it's too early, I could go back to bed. <laughs> weekdays, like it's weird to think, but I'd rather do it on the weekend than weekdays. Yeah, I don't know. The weekend five a.m. games here are going to be on Saturday Tunisia Australia. I don't know if you want to get up for that, and then Sunday Japan Costa Rica. So you might be able to sneak some extra sleep in. Yeah, but, I do want to see uh, Wales, Sunday, Iran. I on, love the uh, I love the Group E, Group F games. Oh, that could be good. I mean, that that'll be. I don't know if the game will be good, but it'll be worth for I mean, the USA. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it'll be important to like who makes it out of that group. But 
I think Sunday's games are good too. It's the same teams that play tomorrow. Japan, Costa Rica play. Belgium, Morocco, I think it'll be a good game. Croatia, Canada, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. And then the heavy hitters as the last game for us. Spain, Germany. Oh, that's, that's going to overlap with NFL, though, because it's got two. But the Bills will have already be have played, so I'm watching Spain-Germany Sunday. That sounds like a great one. That is that is definitely two heavy hitters. Wow. Sunday, the prime time slot. But, yeah, there will, they should, there will be some interruption with some football. Um, Thanksgiving morning, though, we also got Portugal and Brazil will be playing. Not each other, but they're they're both in action. Those are some fun teams to watch. I think Brazil Serbia is going to be a good game too. Actually, that's the last. That's the last game of of match day one. Portugal, Portugal, and Brazil back to back. I mean, I said last week's pod. I'm a novice fan. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much. That's a, those are two good teams. Then, if you want to start getting into it, both those teams got a yeah. lot of players that played the at the big exactly. Clubs. I was going to say. I mean, I know, I know Ronaldo and Neymar. So I don't know a lot of players, but I definitely know those two. You learned something that game. Okay, I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited for those Thursday morning actions right before Thanksgiving food too. That'll be great. Yeah, that's true. And then right when Brazil Serbia ends, oh shoot, the Bills play during those games. Ah, uh, we're gonna have to pull out the old this double laptop. Two, yeah, split screen. Yep. And well, we'll figure it out. Between now and next week's recording, we're gonna have like so many more games to talk about. So much is gonna happen by next uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, we'll get a decent table size. That's true. Moving on to our last segment, we got our locks of the week, which now includes some some soccer bets more than they ever have before. So as usual, me and you have another hundred dollars to spend this week on bets. Uh, so far, last week we had good weeks. You hit one out of your two. I hit all three of mine. You were up thirty six bucks last week. I was up one hundred and four bucks last week. So now, yes, overall, you cut into your your debt a little. You're down three thirty two. I'm only down sixty four now. I'm confident about this week. I think I make it out. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go riskier this week too. I mean, straight off the bat, I'm gonna go Andy versus USC Nordic money line. So the odds are plus one sixty eight, and I'm gonna go big on this one. I really believe in the Freeman era. And this also has some personal finance into it because I bet earlier this season that narrative goes over eight and a half. And believe it or not, it's still alive after what we thought was a done season at three and three. Um, and oh yeah, me too. I <laughs> it's still alive, yes, and it's better than ever. Uh, I mean, our team is better than ever. Only thing is, we have one really tough foe, but I think we prevail. Fifty dollars on that. Uh, I also did. Notre Dame versus USC. Uh, I guess not as confident as you because I went with twenty dollars on that. Yeah, that's fair. Now I'm I'm for D. Uh, well, I need to get out of the mud, so you might as well take a big risk. Is my mentality more of more than anything? Um, but <laughs> USA versus England. So this is there's a story to this one. That's only put ten dollars, but uh, I got a free bet. Take uh, <laughs> opted for a free bet for if you pick US money line. Uh, it's on FanDuel, by the way. If anyone's oh. listening, wants to do that, um, but uh, it's, so it's plus five hundred. I like I don't like our chances, but for plus five hundred, I'll give it uh, ten dollars. Uh, we'll give it a try for this too. Um, Bears versus Jets. I also like this is all my teams this weekend. I'm I think one of well, somebody hits is a heavy underdog. 
And we both discussed that we don't think the Jets are that good, so I'm going to go ahead and take the plus 194. Mm-mm, especially their recent form. Yeah, they look awful, great. so I like I like the odds on all these. Uh, and the last one, I want to do a couple of so- soccer locks, and I think Brazil and Spain come out on top against in their first two. Uh, Brazil versus uh, Serbia and Spain versus Costa Rica. Uh, so that's minus 150, though, and for $20 on that. Okay, okay. My first World Cup bet went pretty well. I had France and Netherlands both winning, so that, that worked out for me. So I did another World Cup parlay. This one, a couple of these games are for tomorrow, so they'll be already done by the time this pod is released. But So we, we haven't watched these yet, okay? So Germany versus Japan, I got Germany winning. Brazil versus Serbia, I got Brazil. And Portugal versus Ghana, I got Portugal so those three together parlayed plus one ninety three. I put thirty bucks there. Like I said earlier, I got Notre Dame money line versus USC. Put twenty bucks there, and then I got two more NFL parlays. I kind of like the odds on these. Each one's two teams. So you got Denver over Carolina and the Chargers over the Cardinals. That's plus one sixty one. Put thirty bucks there, and then Cincinnati over Tennessee. Baltimore over Jacksonville. Plus one sixty seven, another twenty. My last twenty bucks there. So everything, everything plus one sixty and up. Yeah, wow, wow. We're, I thought I thought it was a trend on my end. I mean, I had one uh, minus odd, but yours are all pluses, and my, most of mine were pluses. We're trying to hit I bigger like ones. I like Honestly, I've been hitting a lot of minuses. I've seen. I feel like the, there are a lot more upsets in sports, and if you get one of those right, it kind of is you know makes up for it. That's true. Yeah, I'm excited though. I'm excited. Uh, Thanksgiving, extra, so extra sports, extra days of football, and obviously four games of soccer every day. So that's awesome too. So we got a lot of sports to look forward to and a long weekend for most of us. Thanksgiving coming up, Black Friday. Uh... Yeah. With all the folks I've been talking about soccer with, I've already like pumped for this World Cup. Like, and I've only been watching for like three days. So, like, <laughs> it's fun. I mean, it's what got me into soccer. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right about this, though. I think hopefully I might start start watching more and more. But I think I don't know. I've watched the 2014 and 2010 World Cup, so a good amount of that. I think when USA's in there, I kind of try to keep track more. Something happened in 2018 where I didn't pay as much attention to, but. They weren't in it, that's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but I think this year, even regardless of USA stinks, I'm going to pay pay more attention. I think the U.S. is just so young. They they are they have so much promise. They got a lot of good young players playing in, in big teams in Europe. So even if they don't get out of the group stage now, it's it's looking good for 2026 when, when the U.S. hosts the World Cup with Canada and Mexico. Yeah, I I'm interested to see how that works too. I saw that the three of them host it, but nothing close to us, Vito. The closest to us is either Kansas City at the Chiefs Stadium or Atlanta at the Falcons Stadium. That's close enough. By then, I feel like what? <laughs> That's pretty far. I think by then we'll be able to travel more uh, frequently. That's true. Nothing in Soldier Field, but. Yeah, with all that, we'll be back next week. See how rivalry week went down, Thanksgiving football, and by then we'll have two full match days of World Cup group stage. So a lot to talk about next week. It'll be a good one. Until then, we will see you guys in the next one.